from the I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless. To the We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more from just £2 a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com. And uh, no, so the first hour, I was just thinking about how cold it was and how far I had to go. Um, because you can see Scotland and it just, even for the first seven hours, it didn't even seem to get closer. It's like you're swimming and somebody's pushing you away at the same speed you're swimming towards it. <laughs> so I made a cover out of Kingspan as well, and because it, it all had to be like wood to hold the Kingspan together, and then it ended up being too heavy that you could just lift it off and on all the time. So I needed to like engineer this pulley system so you could <laughs> pull it up into the ceiling, so then you could actually get in and swim in it. And he holds one end of the rope, fires the other end with a protein shaker on it out to me. I was hitting the head or something. It actually, yeah, it nearly did. Jacqueline <laughs> threw it out one time, but it nearly did. There was a few dud throws. That would yeah. be a really embarrassing way to end your swim. Yeah, it would it? be. <laughs> Knocked out by his comp Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to him, like, world record doesn't feel like anything because you hear it so often. Like, it just feels like another phrase. And he was just like, well, just think about it that no one has ever swam from Northern Ireland to Scotland faster than you swam there yeah. and I suppose that, that puts it in a more perspective yeah. like, a lot of people have tried to do the swim a lot of people have failed you've just been listening to world record breaker Jordan Leckie he just swam the North Channel smashing the world record this is your host Elaine Ingram and today I had a great chat with Jordan up at Loch Ney where he swims regularly and he told me all about um, the trials and tribulations of this incredible challenge that he took on, um, including jellyfish, freezing cold conditions, and even how he built his own swimming pool for training. So let's hear from Jordan now. Hi, Jordan. Hi First thing I have to say is absolutely huge congratulations. I'm sure you're talked out at this point, um, but has it actually sunk in that you have broken the world record? Not really, no. I think maybe in another week or two I'd well want to get back into swimming and stuff and then I'm back with everybody that I've, I've been training with and all normally. Now I've had a week off nearly, so I want to get back to seeing everybody. I think maybe it'll start to sink in. So yeah, just tell everybody now what it is that you've done. You swam from Donaghadee to yeah. Scotland. Um, Port Patrick. Yeah, Port Patrick Scotland. in Scotland. Now this is the, it's the North Channel yeah. and it's been done before, but um, you did it in nine and a half hours nine hours nine minutes or sorry nine hours nine minutes and 30 seconds i was getting confused there because the previous record was just over nine and a half hours so not only did you like break the record you completely like smashed it yeah well i suppose yeah i I mean that's that's like a big that's like 25 minutes difference yeah Yeah. yeah. and uh, i'm going to get into that in a bit all all of that in a bit but just to ask you did you were you aware um that you, I mean, you weren't actually, I know you weren't actually even going for the record, you no. just wanted to do the swim. Yeah, I just wanted to swim, and then whenever I was doing the swim, nobody even told me I was anywhere near it. I thought I was a mile off the record, to be honest. Yeah, I th- I'd never even thought about the record, because I thought I was that far away from it, so uh, no idea at all. So it was near, um, th- you were probably about a kilometre or so out, I believe, when they decided to um, spur you on. And yeah, Although you probably didn't even on. need to be spurred on at that stage, like you oh, were flying it. Well, I was, I was tired at that point, so yeah. I, I sort of didn't need spurred on, but uh, I, d- I didn't even know why they were spurring me on. I just thought that they were excited that it was near finished. Yeah. So I just 
I just kept swimming. Well, I suppose I want to go back to the start. Um, yeah. What age are you, Jordan? I'm 29 now. And how long have you been swimming? Uh, probably since I was about four. Right. That's whenever I like started going to lessons and stuff like that there in Portadown. So you were just a regular kid who, um, were you always into sport? Um, as far as I can remember, yeah, I've always played rugby and swam and played football, just done everything that I possibly could do to be outside. And then uh, how did you get into the, into the you, did you just take like a duck to water, as they say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to use a cliche. But yeah. <laughs> whenever I was in swimming lessons, uh, Portadown Club, I swam in Portadown. Uh, they were like, yeah, come on, we'll come on into the club and uh, went into the club then. And I moved to Lurgan whenever, that's whenever I really started to get into my swimming. I moved to Lurgan when I was about 10. And that's whenever it really all started to kick off for me in pool swimming. And do, do you credit this to the, to the type of um, structures that you had or was it just in you, do you think? Um, I think it's always a bit of both. Like you could have all of the natural talent in the world, but if you're not like honed properly, and like you're not really going to go anywhere but then like hard work beats talent every day you know so uh, I definitely yeah my coach is like Dorothy she's still my coach now she was my coach whenever I moved to Lurgan whenever I was 10 and she's still my coach now so that's 19 years of coaching me like she knows how to get the best out of me so you were just um I suppose when you were that age you were just involved in you know regular galas and things like that so did you always excel in that in in those yeah, so yeah, I was whenever I was younger, like whenever I was 10, 11, 12, I was never like number one. Um, but I just always like, I just like training hard whenever I got in, I just trained as hard as I could. And then whenever I got older, 13, 14, I started winning a lot of my competitions. And then 14, 15, that's whenever I started moving up into like, I was in like the Ulster squad and like the Irish squad and stuff like that there. And uh, I was winning like Division One, Division One is like the Irish Nationals, what well, is the Irish Nationals. and so I'd be winning like my age group whenever I was like 15, 16, 17. So. Did so, and do you think, you know, were, were you, like, because swimming is um, an, very much an individual sport. I yeah. mean, I know you're in team stuff as well. There's obviously teams and, and relays and all that sort of thing. But when you were a kid, um, were you just naturally competitive or were you competitive against yourself or were you looking to win medals or was it just to, to improve yourself? What, what was the main motivation there when you were young? never been like oh, nothing near young yeah, you're still young yeah. but <laughs> I mean been, very young I've never been interested in like the accolades and stuff that go with anything uh, I'd prefer to go out and do a PB than go out and win so something. it is against yourself it's always against myself like yeah. I'd never be competitive with like an individual or like see somebody as like a rival because I don't mind they can they can beat me every day of the week as long as I'm approving myself that's all that really matters and yeah I mean obviously then like swimming is a solitary sport in that if you are competing against yourself but you can't get anything more solitary than swimming the channel when you're in that water by yourself i know there's a boat going alongside you and i know you have loads of support i know like the infinity crew and yeah. i know you have an awful lot of support along the way but you're in that black dark water by yourself i, ha I mean how does that feel um at the start it was scary at the very start it was scary was it dark when you got in because uh, when no, you got in it was, it was early in the morning yeah, wasn't it was literally, it was just it was just sunrise just on the break of it it and must have been quite beautiful yeah, but i'm sure you weren't lovely, thinking of that you could just see the sun rising over the top of scotland whenever i was starting off and a few of the photos you can see that yeah it was really really nice um no it was just it was a bit it was a bit lonely at the start especially in like the first hour because the first hour is the longest you go without talking or seeing anybody 
and um, because the, after the first hour is your first well was my first feed so it was the first hour you're just you're just alone with your thoughts and you haven't really broken through that wall yet of like being comfortable and there's no communication obviously because you're in the water they're yeah. on the boat can you just hear the boat going alongside you and i can hear them shouting and speaking to me and stuff if they're like shouting loud enough what are um, they shouting at you <laughs> just be like oh they'll be shouting like you're going really well just or like they'll be telling me like my stroke rate and like my pace and stuff like that so uh, but it's, it's like anything they could be saying anything as long as it gets me out of my own head it's it's beneficial yeah and what what sort of thoughts are going through your head at that point um at the, at the very start i was just thinking about how cold it was and then because whenever i jumped in you could see scotland do you do this in a wetsuit sorry or no, is it no no wetsuit no, no, wet no, no you're not allowed to wear a wetsuit because tom blower the very first person who did it he didn't wear a wetsuit so you have to do it the same as Damn everybody else. Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and back in nineteen forty seven. I don't think wetsuits were quite the same. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, so the first hour I was just thinking about how cold it was and how far I had to go. and um, because you can see Scotland and it, it just even for the first seven hours it didn't even seem to get closer. It kept, it's like you're swimming and somebody's pushing it away at the same speed you're swimming towards it. and um, but you just have to you just have to sort of have to put your head down and just accept that this is what you're doing and this you're going to be in here for a long time even though like i wanted to quit in the first in the first two hours i wanted to quit and you, you think of all these reasons about how could i quit while not making it look like i quit and um, but you have to just keep telling yourself oh this is like the part of your brain that you have to fight the through. one that you don't have to listen to as joe wicks yeah. always ke- tells us i do joe wicks sometimes and yeah. he says that don't listen to that part of your brain yeah, you that's just, telling yeah, you to stop yeah you just have to ignore it yeah or you ha- just you just have to keep telling yourself that this this is like you you this is the fight that you've put yourself against like it's not as much a physical fight it's a it's more of a mental fight yeah but you're you're in your head yeah you are you're so in your head um so for the first two hours I, I was literally just thinking well i was thinking could i die like that was one of I the suppose that's something that you don't from from my point of view something that i i never even really considered yeah no but that, that die of like hypothermia, hypothermia or anything like just could so, like could i just what about jellyfish you couldn't get there there's no well you could you could are have there actually uh, are there any really dangerous jellyfish yeah I there's know the lions mean yeah. jellyfish like and they are in irish waters yeah yeah like i was swimming past them and all like and swimming like dodging them and everything like there was a guy on the same day as me he had to get pulled out because he had an allergic reaction to lions mean sting like it's it's I a spoke proper to Malin before about this and he um he did say about the jellyfish yeah. being being a, a real oh they're a hazard thing. for sure yeah because definitely. you're used to the little ones that you see you know if you're out ones the up in Newcastle yeah and, and they're you know they're annoying yeah. and you might get a sting you might need to yeah. put a bit of vinegar on it yeah. but when you're talking about serious jellyfish oh out yeah. there where their tentacles are like seven eight foot long and they're spread out all over the show yeah and as far as the cold is concerned like is it is it that much colder than see you you always think as well when you're when you're in the water like that i know it's freezing when you get in and they say oh well you know the way yeah it's it's better when you're in and it warms up a bit and you would think that because you're swimming so hard and you're exercising that that would keep you warm but that's not it's not the case it's not the way it works is it um well yeah yeah you would last longer if like you were swimming than if you were lying staying still but because yeah your body is going to heat yourself up but you still feel it you still feel the cold on your skin you still feel like you're you're, you're properly like until it goes down into your bones and you go numb to the cold you, you can still feel it and um, i went numb after maybe about an hour and a half or so uh, so going numb is a good thing 
Yeah, go and numb to the pain. It just means that your your brain's just, just yeah, just give up. Is it your body up. or your brain? Has probably resisted. your brain. Your brain's probably just give up. Well, I've told, been telling you for an hour and a half that you're cold, and if you're not listening now, there's no point in me continuing to tell you. Um, <laughs> but then you, there's a big trench. It's uh, a big dike in the middle. It's the it's like the deepest part in the North Channel, and whenever you go over it, like the temperature drops a lot just because of the depth of it. Oh, and okay. So even though you're on the surface even though you're on the surface yeah. yeah yeah just it draws up the cold water from the bottom and then the temperature can change by like two or three degrees in the middle and wow. um, so whenever it hits so the your brain kicks back into kicks action back again in because you, you've dropped a few degrees so i whenever we hit that um i didn't know what hit it and i said to jacqueline on the boat um jacqueline mcclelland jacqueline mcclelland yeah, yeah from infinity i said jacqueline it's, it's got cold again and she goes yeah that's because you're over the dike just and how far eight. in is that, was that? That was maybe about uh, three and a half hours, probably. I'm not too sure about times because everything feels so weird, but I'm guessing yeah. it's in around the middle. Yeah. So it, is, so it would be probably about three and a half, four hours. And what happened then? You just felt... Yeah, you just feel the cold. All the, and you just get waves of like cold rushing over you. It's like you just feel it from like the head down into your toes. You just... It's just... It's, it's not even like somebody putting an ice pack on you. It's like somebody putting like an ice pack like inside your chest if you know what i mean like it sounds like torture yeah it does it sounds <laughs> like it but you just sort of uh, you just sort of have to get on with it because you, you, you know it's going to warm up whenever it starts to warm up again that's whenever you know that you've you're reaching the other side yeah and i suppose you know because you've hit that part you know that you're midway yeah you know you're actually moving because yeah. you don't know that you're moving because of where you're looking well you that's it it does you know is it rough out there does it um, get rougher in the middle and on my day it didn't the conditions didn't really change that much. The currents changed a bit, but uh, the conditions themselves, they weren't, they didn't change. Uh, it can, it can get really rough out there, but luckily I had very low winds, so that meant there wasn't that much being kicked up. But, it mu and it must, um, you know, it must be like, you know, an Everest, and I know it's probably the equivalent of climbing Everest, you know, yeah. somebody has made that comparison yeah. already. Yeah. But um, there's certainly windows, I know there are windows of time where you can do it in terms of seasonally. Yeah. Um, but, there must also be windows of time oh, during the day for, yeah. the, for the weather yeah. and um, conditions. I mean, everything must have to just fall into place for you to be able to do that swim. Yeah, it definitely does because everything can change so quickly up in the North Channel. Uh, they do have, it's sort of like, sort of like a timetable that you have to, to adhere to. Like yeah. if you haven't made it so far within a certain amount of time, the tide's gonna change, which means you're gonna be in the same spot for like four hours and if you, can't withstand swimming for four hours without making any progress and then having to start to swim your swim again like they end up just pulling people out if they haven't made it far enough in the amount of time right so it is like it's very much oh like yeah Everest exactly in, term, in terms of stuff like that yeah and the, uh, but what about the actual the fitness itself i mean you're swimming are yeah. you doing different strokes are you no just front crawl it's front, front crawl, crawl the whole, the whole way yeah. does is that a requirement no 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 you could do it you can do whatever you sure. want there was a you guy could float but well, you wouldn't get very far you wouldn't get very far, yeah uh, there was the guy who swam the english channel all butterfly maybe a few weeks ago a month ago wow. took him like 16 hours to do the whole english channel just butterfly i don't think i'd like that yeah, I, think I don't I'd think i'd like that either to be i mean honest. butterfly would be much slower i mean not that i know that much about swimming you know but uh, it's a lot more energy <laughs> but i would imagine butterfly. butterfly is a lot more yeah and and not as fast uh, it's, it wouldn't be as fast because you couldn't go as fast because it's not as efficient and um, front curl would be your most efficient stroke that's why everybody does it but um butterfly you can go probably go slightly just slightly slower than front curl but it's super inefficient so you need to slow it down a lot so you don't like rack yourself yeah so you do. 
So then, um, so you, you got past the middle bit. Yeah. Um, and what, do you, is it like a marathon sometimes where you like, is there any place where you actually hit a wall? I, I know you said the wall was at the start. The wall was at the start. The wall was at the start. Yeah, big time. Well, for me, the wall was at the start. I don't, other people might find it different, but. Well, probably because um, you got such a, you know, you've got so much ahead of you and you're, yeah. in, you're, and because your body's adjusting and you're, so all the hard part is, yeah. is at the start. So, yeah, whenever, I think that's what I'm like doing most things. Like, um, it's the initial part for me. It's the starting and the, like, once I get in and I'm doing things, like I could come out here to train out in Loch Ness and Dorothy would be sitting Which is on where the we edge. are now. Yeah. Lovely, beautiful Loch Ness. Yeah, it is. Well, that's that's really nice today. It's better than this morning. I've actually never even been up here. It's no? gorgeous. Yeah, no, you should yeah. come up more. Um, Dorothy would be sitting on the side and I'd be in swimming. My train, like my training partner, Jessie. Uh, that's Jessica Robson. She's She was only 15. She was my support swimmer. So she what does the support swimmer do? So, sh well, she, uh, you get three one-hour slots and they're not allowed to be consecutive. That uh, a swimmer's allowed to come in and swim like beside you or like slightly behind you. It's just so it's just sort of like to give you like that mental break to where like you feel that you're like not alone yeah so it is it's just and like how helpful how helpful is that hugely yeah like yeah. The set like we only used her twice just because like the time frame that i was in and like uh, i was swimming really well in the middle so they didn't want to put jess in just in case they could sort of like changed how i was swimming or whatever so uh she was in from three to four hours and then 78 hours and at it was my seven hour feed and I actually asked it sounded like you're a fish or something in the yeah. sea. my seven hour feed yeah <laughs> my seven hour feed I was like is Jess getting in like because I need some sort of like more. so you support. let them know when you felt like you needed it yeah and they sort of try and hold it off as much as they possibly can yeah. until, until until they see that really you're really struggling needed. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, because it is so mental, like a mental boost will make you swim faster, even if... And even a change of yeah. scenery or something. Oh, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because it's the little things like that, yeah. yeah. And we train together like every day. So whenever she gets in, it just feels like we're out training again in the lock, you know, and that you could be anywhere else. So you can take your brain somewhere yeah. else and just actually fool yourself into thinking this exactly. is just a... That's, that's all it is. It's all about just tricking your brain into continuing. Do the the arms must get tired though? I know you say that, the, that you know it's it's mental, but I mean physically. Oh, physically, yeah, everything hurts. But um, what would be the most painful? Would it be your arms? Uh, yeah. Well, your shoulders and well, my lats and my triceps get right get the sourced. But then it depends. I I'm very lat and tricep heavy whenever I'm swimming, so that that's why it would hurt. So it's very much just depends on what people's yeah yeah what their weak points are and their stroke. Yeah. Are, yeah. How long did it take you to train? Um, almost a year it was towards the end of last summer that I decided that I was going to do it uh, and I believe you built a pool in your yeah. during lockdown you got to tell us about this yeah so <laughs> I spent more time in holiday and Fisher picking up stuff for that pool and how do you build a pool in your back garden uh, <laughs> my my friends like do you know Daniel Whiffen that went to the Olympics I know the name yeah, yeah, yeah. he went to the Olympics for Ireland there he done the 800 and 1500 and swam really well well during the first lockdown, they got themselves a like a big paddling pool, and then whenever this before the second lockdown had came in, their brother he started up a business. Um, ben he he bought like a you know one of those big pools that like actually like push you back, so then you can swim in the same spot, but it like actually it's like a hydro. I've pool. heard of them. I've never yeah. seen them. Yeah. 
So he bought one of those today, didn't need the big pool anymore. So I was like, here, can I have that <laughs> big pool of yours? And they were like, oh, it's got a few holes and stuff in it. I was like a sieve. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, do you have to keep filling it up? Uh, no, I literally, I spent about three days. Plugging it with. <laughs> yeah, like with like all of the lights off and like a torch to see where any of the light you know, was coming through. And then it was like just patching up everywhere. And then uh, because it was out in the garage and like we didn't, like there's, there wasn't really, a, there's not, the electric wasn't even running out to there at the time and we didn't have a heater or anything for it so like i just tried to insulate it as well as i could so i got like so you also became like a an, an engineer, engineer. Yeah. <laughs> engineer joiner carpenter everything um <laughs> while the rest of us were sitting during lockdown drinking wine and watching tv yeah exactly. <laughs> well it kept me out of trouble you know so um yeah i built built out there built a whole frame for it and then uh, ended up making this whole big pulley system for a cover <laughs> so i made a cover out of kingspan as well and like it was because it all had to be like wood to hold the kingspan together and then it ended up being too heavy that you could just lift off and on all the time so i needed to like engineer this pulley system so you could <laughs> pull it up into the ceiling so then you could actually get in and swim in it so it was yeah it and it still works to this day, like, but it well, was I suppose after going to all that trouble, you said, I'm bloody doing yeah, this. I'm gonna, yeah, I've got to have to <laughs> it now, you know. Yeah, if I don't complete this, um, you know, this task, if I don't swim the channel now after all of this, yeah, all yeah. that hard work, <laughs> I was more hard work building the pool than it was. You to probably, swim. you probably did, yeah, it probably gave you enough of a workout anyway. Yeah. You probably didn't even need to swim once no, you've done know, all that, I know. So, yeah, then I just tethered myself onto the wall and just. Tethered yourself onto the wall and swam. Yeah, just with a big bungee cord. <laughs> and just, yeah, just swam. I'd love to see a picture of that. Yeah, I've got a video for it. I'll, I'll send you oh, the yeah, video. Oh, you do send us the video, yeah, because yeah. that would be something yeah. else. It's just, it's just, I'm just staying in the one spot, swimming away. Get ready to shake up summer with the Get Active ABC Sunshine Fill Programme for kids and families. Get set for land-based adventure at our summer schemes, or why not get adventurous and maybe get wet at our Splashtastic Water Sports Summer Programme. There are so many things to do, and all we need is you. See getactiveabc.com summer for all the details. So how long did you, uh, had you ever done any so other sort of challenges or anything, you know, what was the, before you done, before you decided to do this, what was the the biggest thing that you'd done? Um, well, I'd literally, the reason I, I did it was because the year before, 2019-2020 season, um, I was doing the Global Swim Series. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big swim series, it's literally all over the world. It's these Canadian guys, they started it, and like, there's a lot of swims in Ireland and New Zealand and like literally every country would have a swim or so and it's accumulation of points so whoever has the most points at the end of the season they win their category so there's wetsuit category and then there's skins category and then men and women in both of those uh, so I won the men's wetsuit category yeah. I had like 20 swims that year and oh, I had oh, nearly 2,000 points like I had the highest accumulation of points that anybody's ever had really? in the global swim series yeah so it's another record yeah well yeah global <laughs> swim series record yeah um they sent me out like this here like photo this here like canvas and all for winning it, it was really it was a really good experience spending the whole year doing all those races because you meet so many people and there's people from all over the world so you know that you're you know you're really up against the yeah, best of the best exactly yeah you know it's not like you're 
just in Ireland or you know. Yeah, I know, I know. There was this uh, this Canadian guy, Nick. He came second, and me and him, we, we were battling and battling it out for ages. He came over to Ireland and all, and swam over here, and um, we actually ended up meeting each other in Morocco with a swim in Morocco and all too. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, it was actually it was really good, and like me and him became good friends from it. It's it's definitely it's, it's strange swimming brings people together. So I suppose it's like anything when people have a shared interest. Yeah. And yeah, and you exactly. find your, yeah, people that have the same interest as you do, and you know you make friends that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. It yeah. Is. And the open water, the open water community's been so friendly. Um, yeah, you say you've you've had who has been support you? What are the what you're part of a group here? What are they called the again? The Monster Loch Dunkers. The Loch Ness is a great name. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they come down here. Well, there'd, part, there'd be people from the group down here every day, but they mainly meet on Saturdays and Sundays. And uh, Dorothy, my coach, she'd be one of the founders of it. And Chris Judge, another guy who was on my boat, he swam the channel before, and he sort of like was my inspiration to, like, why not? I, can, I should try and give the channel a go. Yeah. Um, and now they've been great because literally, if I haven't, I've never been in need of like a training partner because you don't want to go out here and be swimming on your own. It's um, probably dangerous to go out and swim on your own. Yeah, I, I'd say is, they yeah. always recommend that you have somebody oh, with you when you swim. I'd never come and swim, never ever come and swim on your own. Um, so they they would always support me that way, and uh, well, they got Jason to give me to train with me as well, which was really good. Yeah. I was in I was in need of a bit of speed. Right. She, yeah, she's fast, so she's she's Okay, really fast. Uh, so a bit of competition then. Yeah. So you're not really always just competing against yourself. Oh no no no, but yeah, <laughs> well yeah, I know. Well you can't let Jess beat you. You can't get a girl yeah. beat you. No, it's not that she's a girl. It's <laughs> just because she won't let <laughs> she won't let me live it down if she does. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So um, and then um, so you swim here every day, and yeah, you said that you said when I was coming up to meet you today, you said you were swimming this morning. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wasn't. I wasn't swimming, swimming because my wrist is still sore. But I was just going to say, have yeah. you not given yourself a little rest, you know? Yeah, no, but it was just a. I missed the water. I hadn't been in six days, so I had to had to get back in. The whole family were down too. They all get in as well. Are they all swimmers? Uh, my brother he used to swim, but he's he's a he's more on the teaching side of it now. He's down in the orchard. He's he's swim coordinator down there, and with my dad and my mum like they just get in and dunk and stuff. Yeah. So they just they just like the whole cold water stuff. <laughs> and then Dorothy and I was down this morning too, so I had to come down and see her. I haven't seen her since Monday either. Right. So I hadn't so And you're you're a lifeguard yourself. Yeah, I'm a lifeguard out in South yeah. Flex. So it's just all about the water for you. It's all about the water. Yeah. I, I always tell people oh, I do the lifeguarding because uh, it's easy, you know, because it's easy with like where I'm like I can train all the time and like I'm already at work, so like I can just jump in the pool and then. Uh, they're really good they're so good about like letting me out to train or they're letting me off to go to competitions and stuff but like being a lifeguard so like just being near the water all the time i think like you just get drawn to the stuff that you really want to be with you know yeah so i always want to be with the water so i think that's why my that's why my, that's my job you know even though i've got a degree and all no what have you got a degree in zoology in zoology i thought yeah. it was going to be engineering no, given, that, no. <laughs> given the way you mean no, you wish. now know how to build <laughs> yeah. anything anybody wants yeah beyond like some <laughs> six-figure salary somewhere if as an engineer it wouldn't be swimming the channel <laughs> no no zoology so no real interest unless you got like some sort of marine biology gig somewhere but if anybody's listening out there who's yeah who's <laughs> <laughs> any of the fisheries around that doesn't mind me swimming in their lakes <laughs> yeah so back to the swim then. Yeah, you were talking about um, you were being fed. <laughs> yeah. I was so being I believe it was um, Complan. Yeah, Complan. Yeah. Which sounds disgusting. Um, 
It's not as bad as you think. It's a bit. <laughs> see. How do they? You talk us through this. Yeah. How do they manage this? So, you start off. You get a protein shaker. I used a protein shaker that's just like a standard protein shaker, but it has a wee compartment on the bottom that you can store, uh, like dried stuff. Yeah, the in. dried stuff in yeah. yeah. And my dad puts like boiling hot water into the protein shaker, and then he pours the uh, sachets of complan in. Um, but like we, we have to make them like really thick because if there's too much water then I have to spend too much time trying to drink it and uh, so we're making it really really thick so we're probably using like half if even that there of like how much water Is that you're making. flavoured even? Yeah it was chocolate. Chocolate yeah. okay. I had chocolate and strawberry but I would always recommend the chocolate the strawberry's not the nicest it just okay, sort of well, there you go. doesn't There's go another well. tip for anybody yeah. listening <laughs> who likes compound. Yeah yeah I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm sure I'll, you never want to look at compound again for the rest of your life. Yeah you unless I'm in the water I'll stay away from the compound. But how do they actually they, feed it to you? Oh yeah so it's in the protein shaker and there's the dad literally just ties a rope around it and he holds one end of the rope fires the other end with the protein shaker on it out to me Imagine it would hit you in the head or something it actually yeah it nearly did Jacqueline <laughs> threw it out one time and it nearly did there was a few dud throws that would uh, be a really embarrassing way to end your swim yeah it would it? be, it be <laughs> knocked out by his confab yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a few dud throws one of the ones it was threw out uh, because it's not always just complan uh, complan if you take too much of it it'll end up making you like feel like sick and stuff so uh, some of the times it just took hot tea and lots of sugar and then other times it took hot coke like hot flat yeah full sugar coke mm. and the tea is probably the nicest experience right and um, but uh, it to be honest any as long as it's hot you're just craving anything that's hot yeah and you probably can't even taste it it's just something hot yeah you can feel the texture of the comp plan though because even though it's a liquid like it's proper so he throws it out to you and you're swimming along yeah so you're then become you're swimming with one arm no yeah i just lay on my back oh so, so you lie on your back yeah, and float and yeah. drink your because if you're on your front you end up like dipping the end yeah, of it into the end water and all the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah 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 that happened a few times too right. and then you don't realize until you go to take a sip and then you realize that you're just drinking seawater oh god so you don't, um, that yeah happened. that must be another thing seawater yeah you have to be swallowing some seawater yeah now that must be uh, that couldn't be good I couldn't see it being very good for you either. Yeah, um, but it couldn't. Does it? Does it make your the mouth, mouth? Yeah, your mouth? yeah. Do you yeah, get sores or mouth. anything? Yeah, the whole, my whole tongue, the whole, both sides, the whole length of my tongue were just, uh, like literally, had just, just like fell off. Really? So it had, yeah, it was literally. They were just all red, and then the next day they all scabbed over and stuff, and it was. That's from the seawater. From the salt water, yeah. From the salt water. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I can just imagine. I mean, I know just from going for a dip in the sea. Yeah, and no, it, it just leaves your mouth like. Yeah. Really bad. So for nine hours over well just over nine hours yeah. I, I i actually can't even get my head really around the whole length of time yeah. All right. thanks thank you <laughs> <laughs> see you're famous yeah, for council workers though. <laughs> <laughs> um oh yeah yeah i sort of felt like do you remember ross edgley swimmer in great britain yeah like his tongue was actually like bits of his tongue were falling off I was thinking like the next day I was like my tongue is so sore imagine I had to get back in again and swim because he was doing six hours a day every day for like 180 days and I was like how he had the mental fortitude to get back into that water even though his tongue was falling off even though his neck was rubbed raw see these are the things that you don't even think about yeah no what and are I the other physical things that were uh, you know that you wouldn't even think about most people wouldn't think about what was the hardest um 
other physical things that were hard except for just like your skin must be like what's your skin like when you get out dry the only thing i get is like really dry skin from it and skin's still sort of dry at the minute but uh not too bad yeah it's been how long what, I, what, what day was monday last monday yeah 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 because the salt just draws all the moisture out of your skin so you end up with like actual like dry skin from it and um, but i've been moisturizing every day and it's still still a bit flaky yeah so it is and um, we tend to, if you don't grease up properly you can pr like oh do you put like vaseline or something all over you or what is it yeah it's lanolin or something oh, yeah lanolin, lanolin. Yeah. Um, put that on and it, it prop it goes proper white it stays on forever but it will, will it stay on for the whole time oh yeah yeah, yeah. like even yeah. when i get out on proper white and it's like so that's protects, me that, that does protect your skin somewhat yeah, you need that because if you didn't um i've swam ocean races before and not put any grease on just because i forgot or can't be bothered and you get out and even though like you're not wearing a wetsuit if you're wearing a wetsuit it ends up 10 times worse but if you're not wearing a wetsuit and your your whole neck is just like rubbed red raw oh and like you, you can get into bed and like be bleeding and stuff in bed because yeah you've just rubbed through all of the layers of skin not too bad if you're in like the locker and you're if you're in fresh water but the salt water really does a number salt on you water, yeah. yeah and so tell us now when you got to where did you start spotting the finish line um whenever jessica got in for the seven to eight hour it was whenever i can remember thinking about halfway through that there i was like i can sort of see the lighthouse and i remember people saying whenever you start to see the lighthouse you're not that far and i was like trying to figure out how far am i away yeah but i mean is there is there a false perception of distance when yeah. you're in the sea because there is for me not that i'm in the sea very much yeah. but when i am something or even on a mountain you say oh look i'll just go over there yeah and then you find out that over there is like a lot longer than you thought it was yeah it, it, it's because you've no um you've no depth perception yeah, yeah it's really no, exactly, strange yeah um yeah it, it see that's why i was trying to like figure out how far it was and then whenever you're trying to figure it out you sort of guess like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how far away it is you just sort of have to keep swimming because even if you think it's 10 kilometers away like the tide could make you swim four hours or it can make you swim two hours yeah the, the distance so you just have to put that factor. out of your brain yeah you do well those although sometimes it's quite hard especially at the very end and um, they said at one kilometer ago and i swear that was the longest the longest kilometer i've ever swam in my whole life i, I actually got on how many kilometers is the whole thing uh, i swam 36 but i think it's like technically 34.6 or something that's in a dead straight line that is insane yeah a lot a lot of people swim a lot further than me because i got you need to have like the power to like swim through the currents if you know what i mean yeah to like overcome the currents to swim in a straight line and um, if you look at a lot of the maps uh so some map swim and some people try and swim like around the currents and that makes yeah. it just longer distance like, wise yeah they end up like well they don't try to swim around the currents they just like let the currents like push them down and then push them back up again and then push them back down again to finish uh so their pattern just looks like a big s whereas mine looked like a like Mine was probably like one of the straightest lines there's ever been swam on it. Um, so that's that that requires strength, physical yeah, strength. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, really. Yeah, it literally is. You just if you can't hold the pace, then you're just going to have to let yourself be taken by the current. Yeah. Because you you you're like constantly fighting against the current and then trying to move forward at the same time. So you're not actually like swimming in like a straight line. You're sort of like swimming at some sort of diagonal. Yeah. To which is ends up being a straight line, which yeah. is faster if you if you can do it because you you swim. A shorter distance but if yeah but if you can't do it you're you can't gonna do end it up, yeah yeah you're just kind of getting stuck yeah you'll yeah. be you'll be swimming nowhere yeah so then they started telling you on the boat yeah they told you you had a kilometer to go and yeah. at that point 
Is that the point where they told you you were on for? No, they didn't. They, they never, never told me. you, but they kind of gave you a hint, did they, when they said no. nothing? No, you no. had no clue. I literally just—I was just thinking, why are they trying to make me swim faster? Like I. Did they? Did they say? Keep yeah, up they the were pace? like, they were like, come on, Jordan, you, you have one kilometer to go. Like, just give it everything you got. And I was just like, oh, I give it everything Leave me I alone. got. Yeah, I give, <laughs> I give it everything I've been I doing had. For the past eight hours? Yeah, literally the last thirty-five <laughs> kilometers, I give it, I give it everything I had. Like, yeah, no, but I just, I just thought, well, they're shouting at me enough. I'll just. Sounds like having a baby or something like that. <laughs> yes, yes, just the <laughs> final push. Yeah, yes, no. One more push. Yeah. yeah. So Shut I, up. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh well, I just think they just want me to get into the finish. They're just trying to give me all the current encouragement they can because like I'm super close, and I, so I just kept the head down and didn't shout at anybody for shouting at me. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you probably had no energy to shout at anybody yeah, for I didn't shouting have any at you anyway. For anything, no. So I just kept swimming, and then the boat stopped, and they just said swim on into land, and I picked a spot and I just swam on in, found a rock to sit on, and climbed up and sat in the rock. Do you manage to be able to pull yourself out of the water? Yeah, everyone climb up was real surprised rocks. that I did. But it's yeah, just, yeah, I would have thought you would just been like hanging yeah, onto the rock. That's what they thought, and then they nearly sent Chrissy out because they weren't too sure like why I was sitting on the rock. So they were like, "Is he all right, Chrissy? Get ready to swim out to check him and make sure he's all right." But I dove back in after they shouted that I got the world record. Oh my so god! Like, so yeah, I mean, how did that feel? I mean, you must have been, and yeah. and, and by yeah, you, what did it feel like? It felt surreal because whenever I had got onto that rock, I thought, "Oh, there's gonna, there's eleven and a half hours. That's how long I. That's that was my time in my head. That's that's what I thought I'd been in." And then I think it was Chris. He shouted, "That's that's a world record. That's a world Who's record." Who's that, Chris? Who? Chris Judge. Oh, Chris, Chris Judge. Judge yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like, "That's a world record. That's a world record." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> went a lot faster than I thought I have." And um, tried to pump my arm and all. And strange, like you, you're you're swimming for so long. And you've been lifting your arms above your head, but then as soon as I tried to lift my arms above my head, I literally couldn't do it. So yeah. I, couldn't, I think my body knew it reached the end. So it just so sort of collapsed yeah, on itself. Just, yeah, your brain then decided to kick in and yeah. say, why have you not been listening to me for the past <laughs> nine <Yeah>. hours? <laughs> yeah, I know, even though I was so happy. And then whenever I dove back in, I think it was just adrenaline got me back to the boat because there's some videos in the of me swimming back to the boat and everybody's like, how are you swimming so smoothly back to the boat? Like everyone, like we thought you'd be doing like breaststroke or something because just swam that distance how far did you have to swim back to the boat i'm sure i hope I they like, came in close enough that you didn't know, have to like this, they're like 300 meters away from me like in the videos like you, you can barely even see me on this wee dot <laughs> so i am um, uh, because you, you don't want to get too close to the rocks because if the waves end up pushing you on up then you'll end up losing the boat so do you land on the shore then yeah i landed on the shore and you celebrated there I celebrated, well i celebrated there and then there was people up in the cliffs were celebrating with me and i don't think like, they probably didn't have a clue what was going on they, they just, just heard all the shouting from the boat and then they saw me stand on the rock so they must yeah, have thought stage, you know lockdown who yeah, uh, exactly. the party anywhere yeah, <laughs> just going to join in yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that bit f- felt surreal because i was like looking up and it was it just felt like these people had appeared out of nowhere like i hadn't seen anybody except for the people in my boat crew for the last nine hours and then all of a sudden there's 30 people up in a cliff i'm sure they had heard what was going clapping. on i'm sure some of them at least had heard yeah i'd say some of them and poor patrick are well used to channel swimmers coming over yeah so i'm, I'm sure some of them knew but it was just it was like a movie it was surreal yeah was like everything was in slow motion and there was yeah, like chariots was. of fire playing <laughs> in the background yeah, i wish <laughs> next time i'll put that in my playlist because i've a wee playlist you know for whenever i'm feeding and stuff like somebody puts it on the speaker so yeah. then yeah <laughs> and then it'll actually yeah it's then you've your brain something to sing whenever you're trying to swim yeah 
And so what did you do as soon as yeah. you got in? Swam back. Well, I swam back and then everybody else jumped into the into the water with me. And yeah. then I was just like, oh, just let me back in the boat. I'm so cold. Uh, my dad hugged me and all, and he was like, you are cold. And I was like, I've been in the water for like nine hours. What do yeah. you expect? Of course I'm going to be cold. And I got back on and, uh, well, everybody, because of the lanolin, like you're like covered in it. And it's still, it's so hard to get off. So they had big buckets of like hot water and they were like rubbing me down with that, trying to get all like the lanolin and off so then I could put clothes and stuff on. I was sitting there wrapped in a towel they were like trying to rub the lanolin off me and i was just sitting eating jam sandwiches jam sandwiches yeah. i heard about this literally yeah. yeah so i was just sitting in my towel getting rubbed down eating jam sandwiches because I was and still the pint of guinness so, yeah the pint of guinness it came a wee bit after that there yeah, wasn't all that was got when my you landed because you had to go all the way back again then yeah yeah i did i had to go back to the banger but no i hadn't i hadn't no there was pint of guinness sitting waiting for me on the boat like oh was there yeah, oh lovely was, yeah because <laughs> on the way out uh chris chris judge he had this here cool bag right and it was really heavy and I was like oh he's brought lunch for everybody right <laughs> and he went into the marina to go to the toilet before like we got onto the boat and I looked at his cool bag and there was a big puddle of water underneath it and I was like oh no he's left his water bottle open or something in it and I opened it up and it was just full of ice and Guinness <laughs> so it was, I was like, well, imagine if they drank all the Guinness and didn't literally even leave didn't one even for leave you didn't even leave one for me no they, they did they waited until I got back before they had a few drinks yeah, so they did. Yeah, yeah. but I, was, I genuinely I thought he had brought lunch for everybody and it just turned out he had just brought Guinness so he had well he had his priorities right I suppose yeah, yeah don't need the food well they must have been the confident yeah, there must have been confidence. Yeah, it must have, yeah. Because going to do it. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't want to crack open a Guinness for the failure, like. Well, I suppose you could. <laughs> <laughs> well, drown your sorrows, yeah, exactly. or like, yeah, celebrate or drown your sorrows yeah, is one yeah. or the other. That was. Yeah. So, and you've been. Uh, so then you had to go back on the boat. Yeah. yeah. Went back. We're heading back to. How Banger. long did it take to get back? I, to be honest, I have no idea. Well, I suppose I, you're I just going back as fast as you can on the boat. Yeah, yeah. We saw this big pod of dolphins and stuff on the way back too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally, there was about eight or nine dolphins. And they're all because I don't know the dolphins just love playing. So whenever like we were driving through, they go and like jump out through the wake and stuff of the boat and everything. And like they were as close to us as like the, like maybe like 10, 15 feet away from oh, the side amazing. of the boat jumping and all. And there's some so really, that really must good have felt videos. like a serendipitous star or something. Yeah, it must it have was, felt like yeah, it was like they were congratulating me, like yeah. they watched me or something going along, and yeah, they were like, oh, well done, kid, you did okay. Yeah, even though they could do that there, <laughs> probably an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, we'll, we'll appreciate your effort. Yeah. So, what now, Jordan? Are you just gonna. I know you're not chilling out because you're. Um, already back. You're already back swimming. Yeah. You're well, back dunking at the minute. We'll, we'll get to swimming maybe maybe next week at some point. Like yeah. proper swimming. The wrist is still really sore. Uh, but, we're, yeah, we're talking about the next thing as a whole big team. I think everybody's still sort of running on a high now. Yeah. So, uh, Dorothy, I was talking to Dorothy the other day, and she was just like, let everything settle before, like, you make any decisions, really, on what you're going to do. Yeah. Because you don't want to end up making, like, the wrong decision for yourself, you know, because uh, she says if you end up biting off more than you can chew too soon, you, you just want to be careful of, like, how you're going to, like, find it if you f feel something or something like that there, because you don't want to feel like you haven't accomplished stuff yeah and you want to you want to take the bask in the glory yeah. of this now yeah. i mean you know it's probably only starting to hit you now what you've yeah, actually done yeah. you know chris chris judge he said me um like because i was saying to him like world record doesn't feel like anything because you hear it so often like it just feels like uh, another phrase and he was just like well just think about it that 
no one has ever swam from Northern Ireland to Scotland faster than you have swam there. Yeah. And I suppose that, that puts it in a more perspective. Yeah. Like a lot of people have tried to do the swim. A lot of people have failed. And I was like the 84th person to finish the swim. Yeah. And I was the fastest person to ever swim it. So. Yeah. And I'd like say that. your record is probably going to hold for quite some time. Because well, you never know. It could be broke next week. But if it's broken but next it doesn't week. Matter. You yeah, still it doesn't matter. You still yeah. will always be a yeah, world, world record holder. holder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no matter what, no matter who. Yeah, I know. somebody comes behind you, but um, I'm sure if somebody does break it, that just gives us more incentive to, to crack do it on again. And do it again. <laughs> yeah, I know because uh, whenever, whenever I, I think it's one of is it not one of those like once in a lifetime things, or is it something you would actually consider doing it again? Well, if I was going to do it again, I would do it both ways. Nobody's ever done it both ways before. Oh, so here if I'm we go. Do it again. I'll go out and back. That's what I was saying. Dorothy was saying, don't rush into any decisions while you're on like this high, um. Cause she's like she's the sensible head yeah and I, anytime i ever need somebody to tell me like something like for god's honest truth she'll tell me yeah. she'll tell me what not what i need not what i want to hear but she'll tell me what, what i need, need to, to hear, hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure doesn't matter if we're all celebrating or whatever she'll still she'll take me back down to earth yeah so she will but yeah that's so that's what i was talking to her about the other day so if i'm gonna do the game we'll go out and we'll come back right and we'll, so well we'll try to go out and come back yeah if not we'll at least we'll get it back out there for the second time yeah well. okay well listen huge congratulations yeah. again and you're a record breaker yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's strange isn't it yeah thanks so much for no problem at all thank you very much thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed that chat as much as i did it was lovely to talk to jordan and listen to all the stories about what he's done and it's just such an incredible achievement remember to keep getting all of your news from arma i and i hope you join us next time for our podcast To the We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more from just £2 a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com.